doing well. Um, so we we're kind of talking before the podcast about D and D, and that's what this podcast is generally about. So, how did you get started playing Dungeons and Dragons? Great question. I'm going to preface this by saying I talk a lot, so please interrupt me if I get long-winded or go off on a tangent. Feel free to interrupt. Um, So I've always considered myself a nerd. I've always been interested in just nerd culture. I grew up a huge fan of Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, all that stuff. Um, I wasn't allowed to play video games growing up, so I had this like weird obsession with them. My dad didn't like video games. He thought they were you know, bad for kids and all that. So I go to my friend's house and that'd be the first thing I want to do is like play on their Xbox or, or PS or whatever. I wanted to play everything uh, whenever I had a chance to. So I feel like that just kind of made me more of a nerd because I was just like so obsessed with it since I didn't grow up with it. Um, but I feel like I always struggled too with being too worried about what other people think. So I would never let myself get too far into any of my interests, right? Like I grew up, I liked anime and manga. Um, I liked games, like I said, but I wouldn't like go do cosplay. I wouldn't go to cons. I wouldn't do things like that. Cause I was like, Oh, that's like, that's too far. That's too nerdy. I can't, I can't do that. Um, so I struggle with that, like just being self-conscious and, and caring too much about that from, for whatever reason. Uh, and luckily I've, I've kind of grown out of that. I'm almost 30 now. So I don't really give a shit what other people think about me nowadays, which is good. So I feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities, a lot of fun, a lot of friendships, things that I could have had because I was too scared of letting myself really get into those interests. So, um, I say that to say that's how I felt about D&D for a long time. I felt like that was the one nerd threshold I would never cross. <laughs> it's like, I can't do that. Like that's, that's way too nerdy for me. So luckily for me, my lovely husband, Devin, is into D&D. So a few years before COVID, um, he and his buddy, Nate, who's now our DM, uh, said they wanted to start a, a virtual game. So we're out of state. Most of our friends live up north um, in Michigan. We're down in, in Nashville. So they wanted to start doing this via Skype. This is like before, like we didn't have Discord. We didn't have like any of that stuff yet. Um, so they wanted to start a game and Devin was like, hey, do you, do you want to play with us? And my first reaction was, hell no. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. That is way too nerdy. There's no way. Um, but I didn't tell him that. I was like, let me think about it. <laughs> and I told my best friend here, I was like, Kirsty, Devin wants me to play Dungeons and Dragons. And like, I, I want to support him and his interests, but like, I, I don't know. And I thought she was going to laugh and say, oh God, that's so nerdy. I can't believe it. But instead she said, oh my God, I've always wanted to play D&D. Can I please join your group? Can I be part of it? Like, let's do this. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. I guess this is happening now. So my very first experience was that campaign. This was probably 2018, 2019. Um, And I had fun. I really enjoyed the social aspect of it, playing with my friends and getting to see Nathan, even though it was virtual. I got to see him more than I normally do. Uh, But I didn't really try that hard. I'll be completely honest with you. I tried in the moment. I tried to role play. I tried to, you know, be present when we had our campaigns. But I wouldn't do, like, research outside of that group. I wouldn't like try that hard. I'd ask Devin a bunch of questions over and over. Um, I wasn't in it for me. I was doing it for him and for my friend, basically. So fast forward, that kind of disbanded over after a couple months. Um, Kirstie had a baby, life happened, and uh, which kind of fizzled out. So a few years later, COVID happens. Everyone's wanting to do things virtually again. So Nate and Devin decide to kick off Low Initiative, which is the campaign they started with a few of their buddies. Um, and they decided to make a podcast and record their sessions. And I was like, that's great for you. Happy for you to go do that. I'm good. <laughs> I'll support you in your uh, your e- efforts to go start a, a campaign again. But, like, I'm set. 
Um, so I did that for a couple years and he had a ton of fun and I enjoyed listening to it. You know, I hear Devin's half of it when I'm here um, and I liked hearing, you know, what was going on in his campaign. So I kind of kept up with it from Devin's side. Um, but then the beginning of this year, uh, Nathan reached out to me and he said, hey, my wife Rebecca would really like to start a group. Um, she had played with us briefly, so she knew a little bit, but she, she was still pretty new to D&D. He said, our friend Tessa is like a super fan of our campaign. She listens to every episode. She was really interested in playing. You know, we want to start basically a group of all of the wives and the fans of Low Initiative, all the girls basically. So they said they're going to start a Low Initiative ladies group. So I said, okay, <laughs> maybe I'll give it another shot this time. Um, so this time I got really into it. I did take it a lot more seriously and, and I was playing more for me. You know, Devin wasn't part of it. It was me and my friends doing this campaign together. And uh, I really put effort in this time and uh, got into making a character and a backstory and actually trying to understand the mechanics of the game instead of having to ask questions every five seconds and got really into it. We had a great time. Uh, we're still recording. We're still in the middle of our campaign right now. Um, and it's been super fun uh, just getting to know Tessa and some of the other girls that I hadn't met before, um, learning about D&D more than I had the first time and just really getting into it. So kind of my part one and part two of, of getting into D&D. Yeah, so we, we're kind of going through the same thing with RPD is we're trying to get all of our wives to play. And my, yeah. wife, my wife just started playing and she's watched like all of Critical Role, if you're familiar with Critical Role. Yeah, um, that's awesome. She's watched like all of campaign too, so she knows like a lot about D and D. So for the yeah. longest time, she had the same reserves you did. She's like, oh, I don't know, like it's too nerdy. We always hear that on the podcast, by the way. It's, yeah, it's I listened like... to a few of your episodes, and I was like, that's funny that other people felt that way too, and, and yeah. honestly love it now. It's the the too nerdy effect. But then when you get into it, and you get into your characters, it it's like I don't know, I don't know how to describe that that change in your mind, but you change yeah. definitely. Um, but yeah, she she's played two sessions now, and she's like enthralled. Uh -huh. Yeah, she loves it's it. It's so fun. I feel like, too, it, part of it was the too nerdy, and part of it was just really intimidating because there's so many rules and just so many different choices. You know, it's not like pick one, two, or three. It's like here's 14 classes, and here's all the subclasses, and here – like that's a lot. It still overwhelms me today. We're preparing for a one-shot with a couple of people that we met on TikTok, and Devin's having to still help me a little bit with my character development because we're jumping right to, like, level 10. And I was like – I've only ever started at level one, so <laughs> I need to be walked through it. But um, but if you find the right group of people who are willing to teach you and be patient with you and, and explain all of that to you, then, then it's super fun. And um, I think that was the biggest part in addition to having reservations about it being nerdy. But um, I regret not doing it sooner. I wish I had played it, um, especially when I first moved to Nashville. I moved from out of state, so I didn't know anybody here, and I think that would have been such a great way to make friends and meet people. So if anyone's listening to this who's on the on the you know verge of trying it or not trying it, like definitely try it. Find a group, go to your game store, like find some people. I think I, in retrospect, I really wish I had done that. But I'm here now. I'm very happy that I'm part of this community, and it's been super fun to get to play. Yeah, there's two things I like to say to new players. So if there's anybody out there who wants to play, um, the first thing is you're never going to know the rules. I mean, right. if you watch Critical Role, they're on their like 12th year of playing, and they still ask Matt Mercer, who's the DM, a ton of questions. Uh, mm -hmm. I've DM'd for like 100 hours. There's still things every session we go in the book and look at because I don't know it. Um, yeah. So one, for everyone out there who thinks it's like too much, I get it. But just understand you're never going to know it all. It's mm -hmm. just impossible. 
Um, and then the second thing is the best players, in my opinion, are first time players. They're the most fun to play with. So um, just know <laughs> that. Profit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah. and I think for us, playing with a group of people who were all new to D&D really helped because I feel like we were more comfortable asking questions and we, we weren't as scared to really just dive in together, basically. So I think that helped. And having Nathan, who is experienced, be our DM and, and walk us through that has been really helpful. So we've been, we've been having fun. Yeah. So um, what, is your, what is your PC you're playing right now? What's your, what's your player? Yeah, I play Cricket. She's a changeling rogue. We're currently level three, so we're still still newer, but uh, we're working our way up. Um, so my very first character was basically me. It was literally a gnome, which I know you can't see me, but I'm five foot tall, so that's literally <laughs> just I've been called a gnome in the past. Like, <laughs> so I played myself entirely. Cricket is still similar enough to me that um, I can kind of focus more on learning the mechanics of a different class than I've played before, um, but but I'm trying to get more into the role play. That's the hard part for me now. I'm finally understanding, you know, how combat works. Um, I'm kind of learning the different checks and what dice to roll when. Now I want to focus more on like the role play side because that is really new to me. And it's hard to play someone that is not me because <laughs> I just want to react the way that Kate would react in those situations. Yeah. So um, I'm really trying to, to branch out. And, uh, you know, I mentioned the one shot. I'm, I'm playing a character who's like completely different than me in that one shot. I'm really excited to explore that type of role play where you have to think through the character's point of view, their lens. Um, but no, Cricket is, uh, like I said, she's a changeling. So I've been using that ability a lot outside of combat, actually. So when we're trying to find information or we're trying to steal something, like that's been coming in handy. And it's been really fun. Um, our campaign's very silly, I will say. Um, our guys, the Lone Initiative, the main campaign, they're veterans. They've, they've played before. They know what they're doing. They're funny, but they're serious at the same time. We're a lot goofier on the Lone Initiative Ladies episodes. We get in all kinds of shenanigans. We try to break Nathan is what we call it. Basically, just get him to a point where he's just like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, he's just trying to like get into situations. Um, he says he doesn't prepare for our sessions anymore because we just throw him off the rails every time. Um, so, you know, as we get better and understand the mechanics more, maybe we'll, we'll get a little bit more on track, but, but we just have fun with it, honestly. And I think Cricket's abilities have lended themselves to very humorous encounters and, and things. So it's been really fun to have that. Um, and I like being a rogue. It's fun to be kind of sneaky. I'm not like that in real life. I'm very loud and like clumsy <laughs> and stuff in real life. So at least yeah. that part is a little different than myself. <laughs> hey, my, my wife is a rogue too in one of our campaigns. Cool. Uh, it's, it's funny. You're having the same experience that, that I had. And I think a lot of people have is when you mix uh, males and females or you get all females mm -hmm. the game changes like it, it mm -hmm. gets totally different so i've dm'd a, 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 a table of all male cast what are you going to call players mm -hmm. and it's literally literally like what's the next objective who do we got to kill let's get yeah. this done don't waste any of your potions it's all tactical and then we have this group where we've mixed male and female and like they're using they're using their spells against each other they're trying to yeah. steal random stuff it's like the most fun. It's like combat is not even fun anymore in that group uh, right. because the collection of male and female makes it like uh, makes it like fun because you know just yeah. just opening a door now is like a process. Yeah. So right. um, yeah, you know I have to say if I had to pick an all male group or an, a collection of both, I would mm -hmm. I would never pick a male group again. It's just so much fun yeah. having the group uh, the way it is. 
Well, I think, too, we approach things, at least the girls in our group approach things differently than I think Nathan's used to. You know, like, like you said, usually the guys are a lot more practical. They're kind of straight to the point. And we're like, oh, can we do something silly with this? Can we, you know... For example, Ragna is our uh, our sorcerer orc played by Tessa, and her first approach to everything is seduce it, and she has tried to get out of things by pole dancing, and it has worked. So, you know, things like that, but Nathan's just like, oh, wow, okay, that's not where I thought this was going, you know, kind of things. Yeah. And, but, it, but it's funny. We have so much fun with it, and um, I think some of our listeners enjoy that part of it, the comedy part of it, and, and that's definitely what we bring to it. So, yeah, you're right. It's totally different, though. Our, our two campaigns feel very different, I think, for that reason. So uh, it's been it's been interesting. So let's talk about Ragna for a second. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's a, somebody else in your your party, right? Yeah. And she she plays yeah. the character Ragna. Um, she's got some she's got some like uh, street cred on TikTok. I mean, yeah. seems seems like people definitely like her. Um, yes. What is she like as a player? I mean, you kind of alluded to it a minute ago. What is she like as a player? What is she like as a real person? And are they a mesh? Are they mesh? Um, so. Tessa is who plays Ragna. Um, in real life, she's super sweet and super outgoing. So a lot of that is translated into Ragna. Um, Ragna is just very much like seduction first, ask questions later. Like she's going to come in. Um, she's kind of famous for her bra of holding. So that is a homebrew item that, uh, as you can imagine, has stemmed from the bag of holding. But uh, we have created the bra of holding. So things are going in and out of her cleavage at all times. Um, her her first reaction to everything is like, can I fuck it? Like, that's the first, you know, <laughs> can I can I seduce it to get what I want? Um, so she's very entertaining. Um, in fact, our other characters are kind of the opposite. We have a whole episode where we're in a uh, strip club, <laughs> randomly enough. And, of course, Ragna goes on stage to earn some gold. And my, my character, Chris, it i has come from a very sheltered background so she's just like staring at the ground like bright red like can't process what's going on and ragna's just like way the opposite so we have this fun dynamic uh with kind of different approaches how our characters react to those types of things so uh, so she's been super fun to have as part of our campaign that's led to a lot of our our fun shenanigans um in real life she's not <laughs> not like that <laughs> she is yeah, very friendly yeah. <laughs> she's not quite yeah. like that but uh, but yeah, she just wanted to be this like sexy, like strong, you know, sorcerer. And we joke all the time because she rolls bad every episode. That's kind of the running thing is like her dice rolls are just so bad when it comes to important combat things, but so good when it's things like pole dancing to get out of, you know, trouble or whatever. So it's been kind of funny. She's like, man, like the last episode, she made a comment like, you know, I, I thought I was gonna be so tough and I was going to go in there and use all my spells. And she's like, my spells almost never work, but man, we have a good time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, she's great on TikTok. Um, she she's posted just a couple of videos, but they've always done super well because she puts so much like effort and time into them, and they're always hilarious. So if you haven't checked us out yet, go to our pinned videos. She's got one of our, our actually our by far our top video on TikTok is one of her doing a rendition to I think it's called I Sucked Cthulhu or it's something to that effect. I can't remember what the song is called, but she did her Ragna mm -hmm. rendition of that, and it's it's pretty entertaining if you haven't seen that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, all I can think about is like a mimic appearing out of nowhere and she's going, can I fuck it? Well, it's a, it's a mimic, but can I fuck it? We, okay. So this is going to be so bad out of context, but, um, our very last episode, we had an encounter with a boggle, which is like a small creature. If you're not familiar, uh, kind of like not evil pixie, but kind of in that realm, right? He's just kind of a little guy. 
And uh, we literally had to ask Nathan, like, when did they reach sexual maturity? How old is this Boogle? Oh, we called him Boogle. That was his name, but he's a boggle. Uh, we're like, how old is Boogle? When did they reach sexual maturity? Can Ragna fuck it without it being creepy? Uh, and it was like a whole thing. <laughs> and that's pretty much how all of our episodes go. So, yeah, I don't know why. We just always end up very sexual for some reason. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's usually pretty funny. But, yeah, I would, told Nathan. I would love to be the DM trying to hash that out in my head. Like, well, it's in the fae. I guess you could fuck it, but needs consent. So, the role? <laughs> He's yeah. like, well, I looked it up. Their lifespans are only about 30. So I think you could argue that he's like young, but technically fuckable. So that was where we landed with the, with the boggles. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's very entertaining. Again, it's a little more adult, probably 18, yeah. probably better for our, our campaigns, yeah. but, yeah. but, uh, but it leads us to some pretty funny shenanigans. So technically fuckable. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> What, so what did she say? I guess he's technically fucked. Well, let's do it. I'm going for it. Let me roll something. I think that's pretty much... Well, actually, it turned out that um, in our campaign, at least, Boggles are an all-male species, so uh, he's not interested in Ragnar in that way. But, uh, but, but she wanted to, yeah. yeah. Or at least she was open to it. He actually gave her an engagement ring in this episode um, just because he had found it. It didn't really mean anything to him. But she was like, wow, I've, I've had a lot of sexual encounters, but never anyone who wanted to marry me, so I'm very flattered. Thank you. <laughs> So that was um, very entertaining for us. All right. So the the podcast episode is going to be ten, technically fuckable. <laughs> so everyone get ready for that. Um, <laughs> Great title. <laughs> um, so you said you've watched Critical Role, yes? I have seen some episodes. My husband, Devin's a really big fan. Um, he's watched a majority of the episodes. So I've seen some with him. I did watch The Legends of Vox Machina, so I have seen all of that. And uh, a lot of the voice actors that play in Critical Role are in anime and TV shows that I like. So I, I recognized a lot of them once I read their names and stuff. So I'm, I feel like I'm at a point where I'm so far behind. It's almost just like so intimidating to try to catch up. There's so many hours of the show to listen to or watch. Um, so I, I am familiar with it. I have seen some. I, I, I'm familiar with who the different characters are, and I love Legends of Vox Machina. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, Devin was part of the Kickstarter for that, so we had a great time watching how successful that was. I think it was, like, one of the top-funded projects of all time. And it was so funny because I had a coworker recommend the show to me when it came out. And he's like, I think you'd really like this, you know? It's, just, it's about, like, this group, and it's all fantasy and blah, blah, blah. And I was like... That yeah, that's the show that we like funded the Kickstarter. Like I know, I know what it is. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> that's aware. This is a guy that has nothing to do with D and D, right? So it was just kind of funny. I was like, yeah, I, I know what it is. Um, so I loved watching it. I am so far behind on Critical Role, though. Uh, actually, watching their show, but um, I would like to. But there's so much to watch. So maybe I need to do like a recap and just start with the newest season or something and and try to keep up. But definitely I... a big fan. I was in the same boat when I started watching because it was halfway through campaign two and I was like, I'm not even going to watch campaign one. I'm just going to watch campaign two. And that's where I started. Uh, okay. But that, you know, that's probably, probably the best thing to do. Yeah. Um, so you've actually been playing D&D &D longer than me now that I'm thinking of it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I especially since playing... I did one like a few years ago. So. Yeah. I, I started playing it was just before COVID because COVID's when I actually learned how to play and everything. Um, have you noticed more people playing D&D &D since you started? I think so. 
So, and I mean, to be honest, I wasn't involved in the D&D community at all when we did it the first time. Um, you know, we weren't recording the podcast. TikTok didn't even exist yet. Um, so it's hard for me to say it. I feel like there's more than I expected, at least. And I have heard a lot of people who play now virtually uh, during COVID. I've heard a lot of people say they started during COVID. So it seems like it was a great activity to do while we're all locked up, right? So um, I think having the technology and being able to do it so easily now is awesome. Uh, we kind of did it before COVID <laughs> just because our friends were out of state, but um, but no, it's been awesome to see that. I think, yeah, I mean, I have to imagine it has spiked up a lot because of COVID and, and being able to do it now virtually with all the Discord like we're doing now and um, all the other streaming platforms that we have. So it seems like there's a lot. Um, and it's been awesome getting into TikTok and being part of that community. I feel like everyone's been so kind and opening and accepting and diverse. And it's just been an amazing, amazing community. I've never seen anyone be negative or say anything bad on a video or, you know, make fun of me for not knowing something if I ask a question on there. Like, it's been an amazing community. I'm so happy to be part of it and, and meet so many people through it. Yeah, let's talk about um, your social media and the low initiative um, TikTok. I mean, I'm sure you have other yeah. social medias too, but how did you get started with the social media aspect, um, yeah. and what, what have been some of the good things and challenges from it? If you told me six months ago, A, that I'd be playing D&D, B, that I'd have a podcast, and C, that I'd be on TikTok showing my face, I would have literally thought you were just crazy. I would have never, ever believed that in a million years, but here I am. Um, so I personally, me as Kate, I have zero interest in getting popular on social media. That has never, ever been a priority or a goal of mine. Uh, my personal TikTok, I think I have three videos on there and they're all my dog. Like that's just never been something I wanted to do. Um, I don't have a Twitter. I feel like I've waited too long now to get one. I don't know how it works. And like, I can't ask now, you know, I don't really use Instagram. Um, but Nathan had started the TikTok for Low Initiative before we started the ladies campaign. And when we started playing and he said, hey, here's the credentials to log in. If you guys want to start making content and participating, like, I would love that. And Nate does so much for our group. I mean, he DMs the girls. He usually DMs the guys group. They sometimes rotate, but he's usually their DM. He edits all the podcasts. He has all the equipment. He does all of that stuff. And he was trying to grow our community with Discord and TikTok. So I was like, I feel like I need to help him do this. I need to contribute in some way, right? So I started with the TikTok, um, and again, I never thought I would ever make content ever, but there's something about making content as part of this group and for this niche, for D&D, that is so fun. I feel like that really stretches my creative muscles because I'll see just like a trending video that has nothing to do with nerd culture at all, and I'm like, how can I make that fit D&D? Um, so most of the content I put out is just like, silly stuff, right? I'm just following what, whatever's trending. And I'm like, how can I, how can I form this and, and make it for this group? Um, so for me, it's great because there's always new ideas out there. I, I, it's not hard to come up with new TikToks when you're not the one coming up with the original content, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating. There's some content creators who are just coming up with original stuff all the time. And like, those people are great. I, I respect that so much. I'm not quite that creative, but, um, but yeah, I typically just kind of follow the trending sounds or trending little videos and, and try to make them part of our niche. 
Um, and it's been really fun. And I kind of discovered that I really like the editing part of it. I don't do anything crazy yet, but learning how to use TikTok and just the editing side of it, I've mm-hmm. kind of found a new interest of mine that I didn't know I had because I had never done it before. Um, so I'm really enjoying that part of it, like coming up with an idea and figuring out how to make that a reality <laughs> using the technology. Um, but yeah, I um, I don't know. I just kind of really started to enjoy coming up with those ideas and and making the TikToks, which I never, ever thought I would do. So um, lately I've been the one making a lot of the content. Um, you know, obviously Tessa with her videos, with Ragda, they're great. They take her a lot of time um, and effort. So usually mine are kind of short and, and quick and I post them more often. And then she's posted some that, that she's put a lot of time into. Um, yeah. But that's been so fun. And we've, we've grown a lot since the ladies group started. Um, we did a dice giveaway. We we partnered with Major Illusion, who does um, custom Disney themed D&D dice um, sets, and they're awesome. Uh, he's a really cool guy. Uh, so we partnered with him. That kind of spiked us up a good bit. Tessa's video spiked us up a good bit. Um, and just having that kind of more um, more often, like posting more often and coming up with videos um, semi um, regularly has helped a lot too. So. Um, it's been fun. Uh, I don't really care about the followers and the likes and the whatever, but just seeing people say like, oh, that was funny or I enjoyed this or um, they stitch with you or whatever. Like, that's so fun to just see that like even one person enjoyed it or thought got a laugh out of it. That's the part I like is just getting to see people and, and how they you know react to your content and uh, hopefully come check us out. But more importantly, just had a good time watching my silly video. So that's really fun. Uh, and meeting people through there has been awesome. Yeah, it is. And uh, you, you alluded to the TikTok community being a good community. We've had nothing but uh, great things to talk about with everybody. Um, mm-hmm. We mentioned before the podcast, uh, Andy from uh, Dandy DM. He's one of our mm-hmm. like good friends now. Most people we have like a podcast with, we either play with them or we learn something. Like, we'll talk like, these are the strategies we're using or this is what we're using or mm-hmm. we're using this pl- podcast platform. Mm-hmm. No one's really ever held anything back when talking to us or yeah. not been open. And we've been the same with anyone we can help. We've, we've have help. Uh, yeah. I think that just goes to the community. The D and D community is actually pretty, pretty solid all around. Everyone's got discord. You can jump on and say whatever you want. It's mm-hmm. usually a good time. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I agree with fun. that. Yeah. Um, but to answer the second half, I think you mentioned like some of the challenges. I think obviously, I have a full-time job. I'm an adult. I have, you know, obligations outside of the D&D world, right? So I think coming up with just time to to sit down and make a video and edit it and post it um, and just see, you know, what what's trending right now? Did I wait too long to make this video? Is that trend, like, gone now? Is, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and also just, like, I mean, it's kind of scary to put yourself out there on the internet, right? Like every time I upload a video, even though everyone's been amazing so far, like we talked about earlier, you know, there's still kind of that worry of, like, who's going to see this? Is someone going to take this the wrong way? Or are they going to think it's stupid? Are they going to, you know, whatever this, for me, there's still a little bit of that angst anytime we do anything um, with TikTok or the podcast. Um, And then just worrying about like, who's going to see this? You know, I always think about like, if my mom sees this, she's not going to, she's going to turn on her computer. But if she did, you know, like, is she going to have an opinion about this? Is my coworker, you know, is is my boss, if he sees this, is that going to be, you know, I have to think about that kind of stuff too. Um, which I, in a perfect world, I would love to make a lot of money doing this and get sponsored and quit my day job and do this full time. But right now it's just for fun. So um, I have to be kind of mindful of that kind of thing um, when we make our content too. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's harder than people realize to come up with content, um, even if you're stitching something. Or you said trying to find that sweet spot in, in like mm-hmm. what's trending right now, you know, um, 
which I think you guys did a really funny uh my money don't jiggle jiggle uh like yeah. you guys did like I thought that was really creative. I even thought about like dude we're gonna steal that because that was so good but we never did. Um, yeah, yeah I didn't it's been so fun. I didn't write that song, but I, I did the video to that song, and it was so fun. To, I love that. The original song is amazing. I sing it all the time. Poor Devin hears me sing it around the house all the time. And then we found that cover that was D&D themed, and I sang mm. that for like a month straight. So uh, that one's great. Yeah, you should definitely should. You should sit or, or do something with it. Yeah. Um, but I was the same way as you. I like If you look at our channel, you didn't see me on videos until like a month ago. Cause I just did mm -hmm. the podcast and I DM. I don't, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on any social media either. The other yeah. two people in our group are like fully that. But then yeah. the more I got into it, I was like, you know what? Like I could do these skits a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. More of like, I can't stitch things together. I'm not really good at that. But more of like coming mm -hmm. up with original content that I do. Um, mm -hmm. But you never know. You put yourself out there. And just if you're going to be a content creator out there, just be be ready to eat giant plates of shit on an idea that you thought was good. <laughs> And it's so frustrating, especially on TikTok. And everyone jokes about like the algorithm, but it's so true. The algorithm decides if your video is going to be successful or not. Like I have some stupid shit that I did, and it was wasn't even D and D themed, but it, it's pinned on our our uh, top three right now because it was like my best video that I've had so far. And it was one I recorded in like five minutes. I did zero, almost zero editing too, and posted it. And all of a sudden, that's like my best performing video. And then other ones where I really put a lot of time, effort, and thought into it, and those just sit there and they get two hundred views and you're like i don't yeah. care but it's like how is this one going to be successful and this one's just going to sit there forever like that's like frustrating sometimes so you have to just be ready for it i just assume they're all going to fail and then when they don't then it's great and if they do it's like oh well someone will see it eventually and laugh hopefully but not the end of the world but but it is yeah. hard yeah, putting your face out there and so, yeah same thing I, I didn't really think i would start putting my face and now I've been saying in a couple of videos recently and I never thought I would do that on social media like for the public to see so um it's been it's been cool but it kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning about you know spending so much of my life not letting myself really enjoy my my hobbies my interests fully and now I'm like I need to just go for it I just need to do what I'm interested in what I like to do um I just need to stop living life like that so so I'm trying to push out of my comfort zone and and explore those things and it's been super fun really enjoyed it yeah it, it is fun it, and like in my mind i think of it as a product mm -hmm. like when when it just doesn't do good i'm like well it wasn't a very good product i try not to think about anything else because it'll just bother me and then yeah. sometimes like you said though like we had one of the guys in our group cisco he just had a video where he just falls into snow and he got like mm -hmm. 150k views and <laughs> did really well and like Dude, that wasn't even we just someone just fell in snow like it's a good idea but someone just fell in snow and it blew right. up We'll have this like long, elaborate thing, just like you said, and it's like yeah. six views. You're like, wow, that yeah. was a waste of time. Yeah, it's so <laughs> frustrating, but yeah. we just have to stick to it. And every once in a while, I have a video just like randomly get a whole bunch of likes in a day that I did months ago, and I'm like, I don't know how or why that happened. So yeah. it could still happen, but um, but yeah, that is something that you have to deal with as a TikTok content creator. But but something that's been fun too, um, I mentioned the editing with the TikTok videos. I did start editing our podcast as well. So like I said, Nate did so much for our group and I felt like I had to give back in some way because he does the guys campaign, our campaign. He has an MBA podcast he does on the side and it takes him, I think, double the amount of time of the actual recording to edit. So we play for two hours typically. So it takes him four hours. The guys play for four hours. That's eight hours of editing time for him. So I was like, 
I know nothing about that, but if you can teach me and like show me how to do it and tell me what I have to do, then like I will try. Um, so I first kind of did it just to help him out a little bit, but now I've discovered that I actually really love doing that. So that's been really fun. Um, we use audacity program to, to edit out just ums and, and sound, you know, we hit our microphones all the time with our drinks. It's really annoying. It makes terrible sounds. So editing those out and because we are, we're remote, Sometimes we talk over each other. It's a little harder when you're not in person to like know when to talk. So I have to put in spaces or delete space, you know, silences and things like that to make sure you can hear everyone because everyone has such good jokes. I want to make sure everyone hears everything. So yeah. um, I've learned how to do that now. And again, I've, I've learned like I have this whole new interest or hobby that I, I didn't even know that I would want to try. Um, but thanks to d and now I've, I've kind of discovered that. So that's been really fun and um, something I want to do more with in the future too. Yeah, I, I just started using Audacity too. It's it's a learning curve, but it's a really good tool. Yeah, um, yeah, it's fun. But yeah, so are you? Have you DM'd before? Are you DMing yet? No, I honestly I don't know if it'll be anytime soon that I know enough about D and D to actually be a DM. I did play a RPG called Tales from the Loop um, with Goat Gaming Syndicate. They're on they're on TikTok if you've seen them. Um, so we did that a few weeks ago and that was super fun. And that's a world that's kind of set on our world in the eighties, but it's kind of a, a kind of a stranger things feel to it. It's got a lot of like sci-fi and technology and, and different things like that. Um, I would love to learn more about that game. I think it's one that I could be a GM for down the road um, because it's kind of based more in reality. It's less of a learning curve than D&D that I have to learn so many things to be a DM. Um, not all the races, all of the classes, the different worlds and continents, the, you know, all of that stuff. I think I could try being a GM in a world that's set in our reality <laughs> and kind of take out that part of the learning curve. Um, I would really be interested in doing that down the road. I don't know if I'd be good at it or not, but I would like to at least try. Um, and if I eventually get good enough at, at D&D, I think it would be fun to try to be a DM, but maybe for a group of newer people. So we're all kind of <laughs> learning at the same time. But um, but I think it'd be fun. Is uh, Ragna going to DM anytime soon? Because I'll be a part of that game. You, yeah, we need to have you on with us and Ragna for sure. Um, yeah, she would be hilarious. Although I think Ragna's a great player. Um, I'd be interested to see Tessa. I think if Nate was playing and Tessa was DMing, she would really try to get back at him, I think, pretty hard. So <laughs> that would be very fun to watch. I don't, I'd be a little scared to play. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's weird because... <clears throat> RPD, we've DM'd so many people, uh, mm-hmm. and like we do free one shots. Like that's something we always mm-hmm. want to have. If somebody people want to play the game, newer experience, mm-hmm. they want to play it for free. We always mm-hmm. say, come to our Discord. We'll play. We'll run games, for, you know, with you for free. The nice. problem is, we're not playing. We're DMing. So like, yeah. Every time we hear of a of a game, um, like gonna be played, someone's like, do you want to DM? And we're just like, uh, no. We, we would rather play because we never get to play now. Yeah. Um, but so so. If anyone wants to know, we will be playing. Uh, end of September, we're doing a charity stream with StoryForge. Check it out. Shameless nice. plug. Um, and we're playing. We're not We're not DMing, which is great. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. I know, Nathan, We're like I said, we're in the process of scheduling our one shot here soon with Connor Kerrigan and D&D Imposter and a few other people from TikTok. Um, and I uh, knock from, sorry, Danny from knock from, I don't leave him out. Um, so we're playing that one now. And I think Nate wants to do more of those in the future. So if you do ever want to play, you're welcome to come, come hang out with us and have Nate oh, DM. You guys can actually play. <laughs> oh, I want to play. 
<laughs> Perfect. I'm volunteering to, to do this. He is not, <laughs> he's not consented to this, but I'll, I'll, I'll just tell him he's going to do it. And we'll get ready right to play too in that case. <laughs> um, uh, you mentioned D&D Imposter. Do you, are, do you, are you familiar with, do you play with her? So we're going to. She's going to be part of that one shot. Okay. So um, so we did a kind of session zero last week um, and just to kind of like, I hate the word vibe check, but for lack of a better word, vibe check, kind of just get her to like meet each other before we start playing. And um, yeah, she was super cool. Everyone was awesome. We had a really good time just like hanging out and talking and kind of planning this one shot. So I'm really excited. It'll be my first time playing with her, though. So it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, she was the second D&D personality I ever saw. It was Oh, cool. Haley from D&D Family, and it was a mm-hmm. D&D Imposter. And I've got to do a podcast with Haley, which was amazing. She's If you haven't mm-hmm. seen her, she's a really good player, a really good yeah. uh, person. Um, and then D&D Imposter, I've always wanted to ask her, but I don't really, you know, I haven't really talked to her uh, in the community, yeah. so maybe soon. Uh, yeah. it is, it's, it's weird talking to these, these people who are like, I like to call them micro-influencers under 20, yeah. under 50K followers on yeah. TikTok. Um, because you're right, you never know it's a shot in the dark. You don't know who this person is, but you have like this weird interaction where you're like similar kids on the playground and you're doing yeah. similar things. Um, so right. it's kind of weird to talk about content with some people, but like I've said, yeah. everybody I've talked to so far has been like super fun. Playing games yeah. with content creators is, is awesome. If you guys ever invited me to a game, it's going to be the best game out there. I'm telling you. Yeah. No, you, I'm, I'm like not kidding. Like, <laughs> you should come play with us sometime. Well, I'll talk to Nate about the next one shot. Um, no, it is it is hard, like, because you watch people, like, you're seeing their content, and it's like, well, I, I recognize them, I know who they are, I think we'd be friends, like, I think, you know, but it's, like, so hard to just be like, hey, you want to be friends? Like, I play D&D, too, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it's, it's so hard to, like, do that, but, um, but no, and I felt the way with Connor, I, like, almost felt like he was kind of, like, a celebrity in a way, I was, like, I see him all the time on TikTok, like, it was just so funny to, like, have him, like, we're just talking to him. Uh, you know, on Discord, so you know, I was like, oh, he's, he's a really cool guy, like, and we had a lot of common, he, he started playing Play 2 Flag, we have in the background here, and he was like, oh, I like that kind of music, too, so we kind of clicked with him, and it was just fun, but yeah, it's kind of funny, I'm like, God, I've seen you on the internet, Yeah, <laughs> and now we're talking, like, yeah. I'm just a girl, like, I'm not anyone, like, special, but it's just, it's cool, it's, it's fun to, like, meet those people, and it uh, is. yeah, everyone's it been is. so cool so far. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you're at, at the playground, like I was talking about, you're kind of kicking rocks, you kind of kick one close to me like, hey, you want to be friends? Because that'd be cool. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But that's why I like Discord, because you do get to meet people through there, and it's a little bit more organic, and, and you can talk to them directly. And everyone, like I said, we have a Discord. I know you guys have one I joined today. Um, Connor has a great one as well. Um, so it's been really cool, and um, we've met a lot of people through that. Um, and it's so weird, too, because um, not that we're, like, some huge podcast or anything, but people will join our, our thing and be like, oh, I, I listen to podcasts. You know, I, I like this episode, or I like this character is just like you listen to our show like and it's like <laughs> yeah. the fact that one person listens to it is just like mind-blowing to me like it's just so funny so we've had a lot of fun interacting with uh, some of our our podcast listeners through the discord and and some of the other content creators as well on their discord so it's it's cool i love technology it's awesome the internet's really done a lot for uh for this community because otherwise i don't know how we'd all meet I joke all the time, my husband Devin and I, we met on Bumble, and I'm like, we would never meet in real life, like, unless it was at, like, Barnes & Noble or something. Like, nerds, you know, we need a spot. This has helped us a lot with the internet technology has made it possible, so. Yeah, we were talking about that. We've been talking about that the last few days on Discord. It's like, the nerd, we can finally talk about nerd stuff, because at work, I'm an aircraft yeah. mechanic. I can't mm-hmm. talk about nerd stuff at work. It's sometimes frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
That's how I feel. I have a very like professional job. So I'm like, I don't go in there saying like, Oh, I'm on a D and D podcast. Like my boss knows my close friends know, but I'm like, I don't go advertising that to everybody. (laughs) I feel like I have two like selves, you know, my professional work self and then like my real self. It it very much is that it very much is that. Um, What's Bumble? Uh, It's like Tinder, but it's uh, girls have to talk to the guys first. So it was supposed to be like less creepy, but in my experience, it was not. Um, I had a pretty rough time on there before I met Devin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a dating app. So mm-hmm. we just joke because Devin is kind of a quiet guy. So I was like, if we met at a bar, he never would have come up and said hi to me. So we needed the internet to help us meet and, and mm-hmm. get together. <laughs> and now we're married, so it worked out. Yeah, hey, bum- Bumble. Everyone out there, Bumble works for some Check people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Can you can you imagine Ragna on Bumble? There'd be so many like complaints. Um, I cannot imagine her on Bumble. I can imagine her on OnlyFans, but um, but otherwise, I don't know <laughs> if uh, if she would go on Bumble or not. Probably, probably Tinder. She probably wants the guys to reach out to her first too. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've actually had someone on the podcast who uses D and D as a platform for OnlyFans. I don't know if you've seen that podcast. I think I listened to that one. Yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I didn't know that was a an option. <laughs> well, I, I don't I, know much about it. Yeah, I think I think I think uh, I don't think it was an option at the time. I think she, I think Quinn told me she uh, did something on TikTok and it got like a ton of views because she just started playing D and D. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, let me let me try over here in this space, and it just mm-hmm. blew up. So I think she was yeah. like one of the first who found that. But it's it's funny you mentioned that because. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was on our podcast, and that was interesting. Yeah. Topic. Have you okay. ever dealt with a TPK? Not yet, but in our or first player of death. Not an official one. We've we've had a lot of close calls. Um, like I said, we started at level one, so obviously, you know, didn't have super high HP or anything like that. Um, the first few episodes, I was re-listening to because I'm trying to put together a, a TikTok where I put our quotes out of context. I think that will be very funny, but it's taking me a long time to go back through everything. Anyway, I started re-listening to it, and I was like, I forgot how often one of us died. It was like every single encounter, one person would go down. Um, no one's died yet. Um, I'm going to be really sad if that happened. Ragna almost died pretty recently, actually. It was a very, very close call for her. Um, and we were all like, Ragna can't die. Like, she can't. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> Um, but no, have not yet, but I think it's going to be very emotional. I feel like I've gotten really attached to cricket. Um, and even with this one shot character I'm working on, I'm like giving him this backstory and like, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to, I know that one's going to end in a death. I'm pretty sure our, our one shot's going to end in a TPK. So maybe soon, maybe I'll have one here shortly. Um, but no, I feel like I get really attached to the characters and not just mine, but even like my friends playing, I I don't want their characters to die either. (laughs) So I'm not looking forward to that, um, but fortunately has not happened yet. Yeah, the the all-male group I have, they are going to get TPK'd. I almost guarantee mm-hmm. it. They've just gotten yeah. lucky up to this point. They're just, they're just like, <laughs> they, ne- they never run from a fight. They don't care mm-hmm. about getting healing potions. They're just like, we're going in. We're going to wreck it. And I told yep. them, like, hey, you're going to get TPK'd. And they're like, fuck it. We're getting TPK'd then. We're not leaving. <laughs> I'm like... Eventually, your luck's going to run out. You're going to roll terrible. These guys are going to roll crits. But my wife's, uh, my other campaign with multiple females, I've only played one session, Mm -hmm. but my wife Mm -hmm. is like, do you kill my character? Uh, Don't fuck, you're sleeping on the couch type of situation. That's kind of how I would feel. Devin DM'd that very first session that we had done uh, a few years ago. And uh, yeah, I probably would have been really mad at him (laughs) if he killed my character. I would have been like, there's no (laughs) way. But yeah. 
gosh, that's funny. It is kind of weird playing with your spouse. How? What are your like thought process on that? Yeah. Um, so we don't play now. Um, we play on the same podcast, but separate campaigns. And and he he sometimes hangs out um, if we you know just need someone to give input or hang out or whatever. But um, but typically he's he's out of the room when when I'm recording. But back when he was our DM, it's really funny because Devin and I are both very, um, we're not like fighters in real life. Like we don't, we're, we're both very, you know, we talk through our problems. We're very kind of like calm mannered people. We don't like all that stuff. But I tell you what, when we play D and D, I've never seen him so angry or pissed off at me <laughs> in real life because I would just like try to mess up his plans so hard. I would try to troll him. Uh, I would, you know, bug him with a thousand questions. I feel like that's the closest we've gotten to like fighting while playing D and D. So it was a, di- a very funny dynamic. So it was so different when we were in the active campaign versus like before and after. It was just like completely different. It was almost like. We weren't married at the time. We were just dating, but it was like we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. Like we were DM and player, and we were, you know, going at it. Um, so it was really funny because um, he doesn't get worked up over a whole lot, but I I would try to troll him enough to get him to get worked up. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. For us. Um, That's awesome. But it was fun. It was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. But and, and we'll play together here soon. We'll be both in the one shot, and um, maybe down the line he'll he'll play we're actually probably going to cross over with the guys campaign here pretty soon so the low initiative ladies started at the same time and place as the first season of low initiative the main guys um so we're we're getting really close we're, we're kind of at a point where i think we're going to run into those characters so we might plan like a, a mega session where we have all the guys back and and all of us and, and cross over so that's gonna be really fun um it'll be interesting to see how our characters interact in that case yeah um I, I think it's always interesting because I have a group like as a DM, the first couple sessions I ran, it was like railroaded and I, I kind of got really flustered when they went off the rails. Right. But I got so used to them totally fucking up my plans. I kind of just like was like, you know what? I'm going to write every single note down for anything that could possibly happen. So yeah. now I, I don't write every note down now, but I've come to like a good organizational um, system. But like if they go yeah. one way. I'm just like, okay, I at least have enough this amount in case they want to do this. But even yeah. then, and I write a, I write a lot of notes. Even then, they'll do things sometimes. They're just like, oh, I'm going to go over here. I'm like, fuck, dude, I didn't think about that. So Damn you kind of have to, yeah. So it is, it's yeah. a fun game. It is fun, and I feel like you have to be comfortable with improv, especially if you have a group who, like our group, who just go off the rails all the time and just do wacky things. You know, like I said, Nathan just doesn't even prepare anymore. I'm pretty sure because you just can't prepare for people like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, you have to kind of be ready to to improv and um, obviously just like role play. Obviously, as the DM side, you're doing it as much as the players, if not more. So uh, yeah, that's the part that intimidates me. I'd love to DM down the road, but that's. It's a lot of work, so I mad respect all the DMs out there because I know how much effort you guys put into planning and and playing. Yeah, everyone's different though. Uh, I mm-hmm. I've talked to one other person that that preps as much as me, and I've talked mm-hmm. to people who are like prep. Fuck that! I'm not doing that crap. I'm just gonna play, and they play good games, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think everyone has to find their own organizational thing. You mentioned editing videos. It's it's just your way of figuring out what works for you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm one of the people who I need to I need to prep a lot. I mean, I think improv's yeah. huge. Like you need improv. Um, yeah. You can't get away from improv. Like you're gonna have to mm-hmm. do it. But you can do a lot of notes to kind of help you in those moments. You kind of have writer's block or whatever when you're sure. when you're playing. Um, so when do you think you're gonna DM? 
Oh gosh, I don't know. For for D and D, I feel like that's kind of indefinite. I I don't know. I need to. I need a few more years of playing probably just to feel like I could handle DMing D&D. But like I said, I'd like to look into Tales from the Loop. I'd like to look into other RPGs, something that maybe is a little bit less intimidating. So I could at least try and see if I even like have those skills. Um, but I think it would be really fun to be on the other side and, and not be the one worrying about dying all the time. <laughs> Um, I, I think it'd be cool and I think it'd be a great creative outlet too. Like you said, you, you prepare and, and you come up with world building and all that. I think that'd be super fun um, to try and get into, but probably down the line for me a little ways, but, um, but something I'm definitely interested in. So, that, so that's why I'm trying to play with more one shots and try different RPGs and, and do all these different things so I can kind of get my feet wet and, and learn a little bit more organically outside of just our normal campaign. Yeah, it is, it is nerve wracking, especially like DMing a new group. I've done it yeah. like three or four times because yeah. you don't you don't know how it goes until the after the first session like because your sure. head your head kind of fucks you up because you think like oh yeah everything must be going really well and then you get inside your own head and you're like oh I'm just eating plates of shit while this is happening yeah. everyone hates right. this game and then after the game everyone's like dude that was the best game ever and you're like right. thank God because I had thought yeah. the whole time everyone's having you know a terrible time or whatever yeah so it, is, it can be intimidating but yeah you're right. like it's worth it when you see people's faces when you whip out this really cool NPC or something great happens mm -hmm. or someone rolls a crit or something. You get to see everyone's like, this is yeah. fucking awesome. Know, it's really yeah. fun. Yeah. It is so fun. And it's fun at ours because it will, all the wives on our show haven't actually listened to all of the low initiative main campaign episodes yet, which is awful. But Tessa has. Tessa's like the biggest fan. She, her husband doesn't even play. She's just a, a friend of theirs and she just loves the campaign. So we'll, Nate will like mention an NPC and she'll be like, oh my gosh, this is from season two, episode four. And when the guys did this and I know what happens next and all this stuff. And it's so fun to like watch her react. And, and the rest of us are like, I don't, I don't know who that is, you know? Um, so it's really fun to see like tying those two campaigns together and, um, you know, seeing her reaction. When, and, and some of our listeners too have listened to both are like, oh, cool, we're crossing so, so that's always fun. Um, I think it'd be fun to try and come up with as the DM, come up with NPCs and and kind of the backstory to the world you're in. I think that part would be really fun. So that's the part yeah. I'm interested in. So maybe, maybe I could be like an assistant DM or something before I before I get all the way to DMing for real. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not a bad idea. I've I've heard of this before, like co DMing. Um, I've never done it with anybody, but I've heard of it. I think it's I think with a good like you know, group or whatever, I think it's 100% possible, but you need a DM. I'm telling you right now. Like, yeah. I've, I've had somebody who was like, oh, I'm just, I just need a couple more years on my belt. And mm -hmm. I, I went, I played for six months and then went right to DMing because there's nobody that could do it. Yeah. Um, so I never had those years to play. I, I did a lot of like research in the player's handbook, but I asked this person, mm -hmm. I was like, well, how long have you been playing? Like, oh, eight years. I was like, eight years? Like there's you're done. Like it, right. you, you go play. So I think people yeah. get analysis paralysis about the whole DMing thing. But I yeah. think you alluded to it. Like if you have a good group, it trust me, it doesn't matter. Like there's people yeah. on our Discord we're trying to get to DM and trying to get comfortable with it because mm -hmm. we just want to play. So anybody right. who's in our Discord that's a DM knows. Like we know what it's like to not know the decision. Yeah. And you're playing with a bunch of like experienced people. So anytime they're like, oh, what's the rule on on throwing like can you throw something and then re-throw it and they're like oh no and then yeah. the back of the player's handbook you can only do that if you have the thrown feet it's all this whole right. thing so it's actually pretty nice to play with a good group you know so yeah that's um, a good point yeah i feel like yeah you never know until you try it so i mean worst case i could just do a one shot and if it goes terrible i'll be like i'm just a, a player period like that's it 
Um, but if it goes okay or goes well, then, then I'll know that I can venture out. So, yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Playing with new players, is the, you had it right. Like, because they don't know any better. Right. So any, any rule that you have, you're like, all right, that must be the rule. And then as you guys get yeah. better, it gets better. But yeah. for us in our Discord, if you ever wanted to play, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, we all understand what it's like to be a DM. So no one's mm-hmm. going to be like, uh, that rule's wrong. Uh, that rule's wrong. You know, right. no one's going to be yeah. like that. Because we totally yeah. understand, like, what, what it's like to kind of go through that. So if yeah. you ever want to DM... We'd be down to play. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Awesome. I'll let you know. I'll definitely think about it. Let me think it'd be really fun. Do you okay, guys cool. do homebrew or do you play pretty true to the rules? Uh, it, it, we, we have, Depends. it's, everyone's totally different. Like me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 100% rules is written. I say that, like I say 100% rules is written, Yeah. but, but um, the only reason I do, the only reason I DM that way is because I like the complications it brings. Like if you run mm-hmm. out of arrows, you have to go find more arrows. And right. everyone's like, oh shit, I gotta go find more arrows. And then <laughs> while you're finding arrows, you meet this hag in the middle of the woods. So I think there are complications. As far as like yeah. everyone in our group, there's some people that like the, the rule book is just a suggestion. And we play that way. We have a, we have a great time. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's everything in our group. I mean, we have some people who just don't, they despise the rule book and they don't use it. Yeah. And some people like me, who like, if I mess up a ruling and someone catches me and like, oh, it's this ruling, I'm actually appreciative. I'm like, oh, thank God, because yeah. I fucked it up. So, <laughs> Let me fix that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's Very everything. Fun. But the, yeah. the, the number one rule, as long as everyone's having fun, that's all that matters. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Yeah. We, uh, we went to the Chicago Fan Expo, and Cisco ran a one-shot, which ended up being a two-shot for both nights, and Andy from Dandy DM decided to play. Um, we did about six hours of gameplay, and we never once got into battle. We spell-dumped fighting each other in a bar because we were trying to find out which way to go, and we got mm-hmm. mad at each other, and we just we just spell-dumped on each other, and we never got to the fight. No rule. We didn't. I don't even think we rolled. I really don't even think we rolled. Oh, it was six hours of gameplay, and we just argued about what to do, and that was the end of it. But it was fun. Oh, it, was great the, time. it was the most fun. If you want to see like total debauchery, there was like forty minutes of Dandy arguing with a thirteen-year-old that's playing about trying to gain information at a at a uh, what's it called? What's it called when it's a hostel? Um, oh, yeah. And I go in there with a the prostitute, and everyone thinks like I'm going there to talk to like to to do the act. And I just shut the door, and I'm trying to get information out of her because she's like, I'm like, okay, who does number two work for? I'm trying to get this information. Everyone thinks, you know, it's just that's just the way this game goes. That's awesome. No, that's such a good way to like represent D and D of just like so off the wall, and and that's the fun part. You don't know where it's going to lead, right? Because it just depends on all the different people's input and and which way you're going to go with it. So that's that's the fun part, and I think that's yeah, those are the best sessions when you just have a good time. Yeah, but I love rolling dice though. I hate when we don't have combat though. Sometimes I'm like, that's the part I live for. Like I want to get in there and then fight, but uh, but definitely the other parts are are equally fun for D and D. You you haven't seen much Critical Role, but have you seen the uh... Have you seen the um, horny for combat like skit or not skit like the highlight reel of that? I think I have like on YouTube. I'm pretty yeah. sure that sounds very familiar. It's like Matt. Matt describes like almost going into combat, and then uh, he's like, "Okay, and that's where we're gonna end it tonight." And like they're gonna go to the next session, and so they, like, they start sighing, and he's like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "I just texted Marisha. We've been horny for combat for like the last six sessions. Come on, Matt. <laughs> just give it to us." Yeah. So, um, combat's cool, but 
But like personally, my favorite is like when people are trying to open a door and they just keep rolling ones and like being super loud and like eating yep. plates of shit, just trying to do the most mundane activities is so much fun. Yeah, I think that's kind of part of the fun is you have a perfect plan in your mind and then it just never goes exactly how you want it to because the other players or your dice or whatever happens. So that's the fun part. It is fun being a DM because they'll like come up with this plan and it's in their head, it's foolproof. They're like, all right, yeah. we just got to knock out the guard. We'll go 20 feet in there and then we'll pull the rope and we'll go in there. That's it. It's all we got to do. Okay, it's all we got to do. Okay, it's all we got to do. Knock out the guard, open the door. There's two more guards. Fuck, right. we didn't think about this. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, now you're totally fucked. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Exactly. Um, oh. So I like to close with this 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 question. Um, where do you see yourself with D&D in the next 5, 10, uh, 15 years? Or low initiative on TikTok or just what you're doing in general? Yeah. Where, do, where do you see yourself? Yeah, I mean, I hope in five years I am more well-versed in D&D. Hopefully by then I've, I've played, maybe tried DMing and, and understand the rules well enough to to play more and, and, and DM. Um, so I think maybe in five years, that'd be a good goal for me personally. Um, for low initiative, man, I would love it if we, you know, just keep playing. At the end of the day, we're all friends in real life. And this is a way that we get to stay in touch and we get to hang out with each other because um, we're in different states. It's, it's a great way that we get to see each other. And I hope that continues just to stay in touch with those friends and, and have good times with them. Um, but yeah, hopefully we, we keep playing, we keep growing and uh, share our love of D&D with other people through the TikTok and through the podcast. And I don't know what's going to happen. I think, you know, I'm at a point in my life and so are our friends where life is going to happen. People are going to start having kids and moving and jobs and things like that. But I really hope that we can work through that and, and still keep playing and, and having a good time. Yeah. Um, so for everyone in your campaign, no kids for the next five years. Yeah, no one's allowed. <laughs> time out. <laughs> Um, where where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, um, so our biggest things are our TikTok. We're at low underscore initiative. Um, so come check us out there. And then our podcast is pretty much everywhere you stream uh, your podcast. So Spotify, Apple Music, um, CastBox, all those places. And you just search for low initiative and you should be able to find us. Awesome. Well, you know, I just have to say this has been a fun conversation. Um, I like, we are role-playing degenerates, but I feel like you guys just get into the same amount of debauchery as we do. So that's well appreciated. Absolutely. Um, but uh, until next time, everyone, it's been, it's been fun. I'm Steve with role-playing degenerates um, here with Kate from low initiative. Uh, and if anybody wants to reach Kate, uh, feel free to go to their discord and everything they, or their discord. Well, I guess your discord yeah. too, but we TikTok, discord. I'm sorry. Left it out. Left it. We have discord low initiative. <laughs> low initiative on discord as well. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll see everyone next time. Thanks for having me.